internet. Uh, welcome to the Friendship Snake podcast. Friendship this is our Snake. first. Friendship Snake. <laughs> this is, oh, God, I hate you already. I hate the two of you. The two of you. When I say the two of you, my name is Wade Mariano. I am sitting along with. Slither King. The Snake. Trace Finicaro. <laughs> yes, Trace Finicaro. And one Gunner Gunner Snake Kennedy. Kennedy. Snakeity. Snakeity, Snakeity Snack. <laughs> So welcome to the podcast. We're going to talk about a few topics today. I'm just going to start right into it. Violent video games uh, have gotten a bit of a bad rap, well, I mean, for the past couple of decades, but recently with the Parkland shooting, um, the White House and the administration called uh, some game developers um, to Capitol Hill and uh, they had a discussion about the video games and and violent video games specifically, and the detriment they have to the youths and uh, the youths. <laughs> yeah, and it, it, I kind of felt like uh, video games got piled on, um, and I guess I wanted to let's the three of us kind of discuss. You know, do we think ultimately that violent video games uh specifically like the like the war simulations uh you know with lots of gore like a call of duty i guess which doesn't have too much gore um but there are plenty of other video games like that uh you know that have realistic style guns and you know the attachments on how to you know put put them on a weapon and make it more effective killing machine do we think does any anybody think that that really you know, has any type of effect on a potentially at-risk youth or has any type of effect on uh, statistics dealing with, like, youth violence and things like that. Opening up for discussion. Trace, what do you think? So this is a interesting topic. Um, you can kind of look at it in a few different ways. Um, there's the comical way. It's like the WTF. There's no way that a game can really cause violence outside of the game there's you've so, not been right you have not been watching the right youtube videos then so so i was i was look i was I, I have a i don't have cable i have an antenna on my roof and i was flipping through the channels and i came across a dedicated channel for video games and it was great because i don't know that much about modern video games and one of them was sniper elite i think three um i might have that number wrong and what they were doing is uh, apparently in some portion of the game, you, you get rewarded, um, sorry, spoiler alert, by being able to ki- kill Hitler in a bunch of different ways, which looked tremendously fun. <laughs> but, um, but one of the things that they were really trying to do, and yes, this is on broadcast television, is they were trying to shoot one of the guys in the testicle, and they spent most of the time shooting the guy in the testicle. And part of me thinks, well kids are going to be kids and they're going to have fun and they're going to care about testicle shots but then the the other part of me thinks that well the, some of the strategy right of sneaking around corners of trying not to get to get detected they actually use the phrase your cover is blown right and you have to know how to hide without people seeing you and and does some of that spill over into knowledge so that if there was a violent act that had to occur now you've been trained you've been trained maybe your body isn't physically prepared for it but does it help the mind become mentally prepared for um 
for for something like this, like some of these violent things that are happening in in schools and other places. Well, there 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 there's really kind of three things going on, which is one, we live we 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 truly live in the shittiest timeline at this point. Um, you know, it's like it's it's like it's it's like the eighties power power tour of shithead politicians back at it again. It's like what is it? It's like it's like one of the it's like one of those like seventies acts where like most of the guys have died and they've kind of replaced them with like generic people from other bands. You know, like Leonard Leonard Skinner like has the brothers dudes cousin making up most of it at this point, but um, because. There, there, there's, there, but there, there, you know, there's three, there's three things, which is that one, you know, you always have to have a form of media that you demonize, and it, it's, it's funny because if it wasn't violence, it'd be sex, and even though they, they shame sex, it's all people like, you know, these are these, we're having a condemnation, a condemnation of a form of media from a dude who specifically said that. Uh, during his upbringing, his 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 his, his Vietnam was surviving, you know, all of the STDs that he was dodging, all the STDs that he could have possibly caught, um, you know, and he's still making a go of banging porn stars on a regular basis, um, it, you know, there's just because there's simulated shooting or whatever, you know, it, kids kids have always had weird games. And you know, let's let's be let's be honest. Most kids are violent creeps. <laughs> I mean, like you know, parent. You, you kind of have to. You kind the whole the whole thing of parenting is like what do they, they say that people are not born human; they have to be taught it. But um, you know, like there's a on the flip side of that, there's a there's a very there's a group of very interesting pioneering studies. That were done many years ago by a gentleman by the name of David Grossman, and he was an he was an ex marine, but the, effectively he is uh, he wrote a book many years ago called uh, On Killing, and it's this this study of the psychology of military training and what has to go down to get people to pull the trigger because for the most part. Um, people, it's a very conflicting thing because people, people really can't handle violent situations. At least if they got all, you know, at least if everything's working, like you, you, you'll basically most more often than the lock, the lock up. Because this, the gist of it was where this this whole thing started was back during World War One, when they were doing they were doing training, like the the number of successful fire rates versus what they would do in basic training at the target range. Versus what they would do out in the field, like there was a there was something like a sixty to seventy percent drop. Like people just wouldn't shoot, and like the whole concourse of ba- the whole basis of basic training, at least in the West, changed based on these studies. Because the whole trick of it was is that yes, you had to basically desensitize people to the action of like the 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 the, the, the inherent internalization of the consequences of, of pulling the trigger on something that looked like a person. And uh, and to me, it doesn't seem like a game could desensitize the average person enough to have that type of impact. Well, I mean, I guess like 
Yeah, like when we're talking about a military, actual military training. They have a called shot to the nuts. Is it, I mean, yeah, I mean, my my point, like, I guess, I saw I saw a uh, a Fox uh, news story. I, I kind of put this up and searched it in, in YouTube. That's and, an oxymoron. Yeah, regardless, <laughs> it was on Fox, and actually, uh, Ben Shapiro was. Who's a very conservative guy, kind of championing, championing, champ, whatever, <laughs> the kind of the video games and saying, you know, it's not really the government's place to make a decision on whether like, what media our children can consume. It's really up to the parents, and I think that that's something that's like because the other guy, the other person they had, the, the moderator, we'll call her that, was you know starts off, oh, I don't know anything about these games, and boys need to be outside and playing, and. Uh, you know, girls aren't really into this stuff, and she was an idiot to begin with, which, like most people on Fox are. But she had this guy who was like an ex-army uh, ranger and special forces, and he was so out of touch. Oh, here I wrote this book called Assassination Generation, and this is this stuff is desensitizing kids. And yes, maybe not all kids are susceptible, but the ones that are, and like that's the point. Like my, I feel the point is if your child is susceptible uh, to violent tendencies and he might be some crazy fucker that's going to go and shoot up the school because he, hey, he lacks the social tools to interact normally, then isn't that the parents, like, as a parent, shouldn't you be spay- paying a little extra attention to that child? Like, should, shouldn't this, this fall on the parents and not the video games that he plays? So, this gets kind of in the, the, the more, you know... Yeah, you throw you throw up things that are gonna get on a search list. I don't know if you guys ever read the Unabomber's manifesto. God no. No, no, because the problem the problem is the problem is there's the, the, you know what is it the the, the I can't the, say that I've read it either. Um, well, there's a comic who passed away a couple of years ago, uh, Patrice O'Neill, and he yeah. used to refer to it as the marbles up the ass moment, which is that. The way that you get you get away with saying uncomfortable truths is you walking around with that guy who's like justifying shoving marbles up his ass, you know, like uh, you, you know, like Alex Jones going off about like how you know, like how, how the, the, the you know, like the, the the there's a global conspiracy, you know, like there's a global conspiracy, blah blah blah, and it's like they're putting fucking stuff in the water to make the frogs gay, you know, it, it's it's yeah, you, you, or you know, like. Like Louis Farrakhan going about how the banking system's deliberately structured to disenfranchise, you know, minority communities, and then he's like talking about and that. Oh, and by the way, also, uh, all Africans arrived on Earth in pyramids, and you know, it's it's just like there, there, there's 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 yeah, kind of true. There's 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 stuff that, by the very nature of bringing it up, or who brought it up, it will never be paid to attention to seriously. Well, my biggest problem with this is, like, it seems that anybody brings up this argument of, oh, it's got to be the video games. Or not even just the video games. Or, oh, the video games are a factor. They're never somebody that plays video games. Well, well but, but in, so yes, because the, this is the thing is that it's it's just for the sake. The, there's a lot of talking for the sake of talking, you know, current, current company, current, current exercise included. But it, it, it's, it's, it's interesting because... One of the things that the, the that was brought up in that manifesto is that effectively we are we are at a tipping point in human civilization because we we are now in the age of the problem of plenty, and 
the the basic the basic gist of it is, and it's kind of like you know, like, again, it's like exhibit had a phrase like he's talking about like how you never hear about people in poor African American communities seeing ghosts or UFOs because they don't have time for that shit. And we have hit a point where we are comfortable enough that instincts that we have developed over, you know, millennia to basically deal with the world that are like hardwired into it are not really called upon in the normal course of in the normal course of our lives. And this sh- the problem is is that it's basically starting to express itself in neuroses. Yeah, I believe that. Like we just we have to we have to you know it's 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 like kind of like it, it's it's the it's the sociological equivalent of just being stir crazy and not you know like just you have this compulsion that needs to get out but you don't have a way to direct it and eventually if you are prone you know like because because you know you look at the bell curve of how various behavioral patterns are distributed through a population somebody's gonna crack and the problem is that we're at a point where you know like if it was crack you know like the 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 the, the 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 projection of power that someone can have when they finally lose it has reached a tipping point where it's like originally it would have been like a medieval battle back in the day you know like you can you know it's when when you have the Vegas dude who can basically mow down a freaking concert you know a concert yard and that's like that's not that's not something that's outside the scope of a middle class individual at this point in america i mean like you know middle class going away too but you know but that's the ability for people to change their environment has grown exponentially and you know this kind of goes back this kind of goes back to that that tony stark thing where it's it's you know nowadays the average you know the average not living paycheck to paycheck schlub is at a point of actual effective power like you would have been like a medieval like a medieval merchant or something like that you know like from you know like from 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 a a realistic perspective and all you know like again like the the top the top have gone biblically high but the regular person you know the regular person can do just about anything they want and the problem is, is that now that we're comfortable, all of this, all of this baggage that comes from having to survive in hostile environments is is just bleeding out in weird ways. We were t- we were too good at getting rid of everything that hunted us. Yeah, I yeah, I I see that. I see exactly what you're describing. Um, so violence is one thing, um, but just like age appropriateness in general for games, um. It's something I also want to mention. Uh, a friend was asking friends, and they have a, a son that's nine years old, and um, the mom was asking if the son could play a video game called Fortnite. Now, I haven't played these popular video games in quite a while now. Fortunately, uh, Wade introduced me to Fortnite. He showed me what it was. Um, you kind of have to live under a rock to not know what Fortnite is. Um, but when I observed Wade playing the game, even though it did have shooting, um, it didn't have blood, 
And for the most part, it seemed fun. Um, I know the word fort is in it. I don't know if that's because you get to build stuff, but this, the way that he was going around the level seemed a very crafty style game, a very strategic style game, and it looked very fun. And to me, you know, my immediate response to her was Fortnite is not age inappropriate for a nine-year-old. Fortnite is the game you do want your nine-year-old playing if he's shooting people, <laughs> if he's going to choose a shooting game, right? Yeah, absolutely. Shoot, I mean, if you're going to choose a shooting game, if you're comfortable enough and you feel, I guess, as like a parent that, you know, your kid's got a good head on his shoulders. For I mean, there's nothing wrong with Fortnite. It's it's you know, yes, there are guns involved in your you're supposed to, you're you're trying to knock out the other opponent, but there's like there's no blood, there's no gore. It's definitely not like uh, you know, like it's so concurrently like the other like pretty much the the second biggest kind of uh, Fortnite is a battle royale shooter, which essentially is a hundred people are loaded up on a jet, they fly over an island, they jump off, they parachute down, and it's find loot and weapons. And in Fortnite, you can also you know find materials to build things. And survive. Be the last lone survivor. Or if in a squad match, the last four survivors. PUBG is the same thing, except there's no building. But there's definitely a lot of blood. Um, the weapons are super, super realistic. And, you know, you, the, you can modify the weapons to make them more effective. Uh, so they're very, very similar on the surface. However, if you said, uh, can my nine-year-old play like both of these games i'd say fortnite sure PUBG, absolutely not like not a not a not a chance you know but and again it, it, it's 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 effectively as far as the violence goes i mean it's how much of a difference on the fortnite front it's it's like it's it's a non-blocky minecraft i mean you know it, it effectively from an interaction standpoint um, yeah, and I mean, and if you look at Minecraft, right? I think I, I like I like that you brought that up because in Minecraft you you do kill zombies, right? And the zombies drop their flesh, which you can pick up. There's no blood, but there is zombie flesh. Um, you can actually eat the zombie flesh in Minecraft. Yeah, I would say actually, like I would probably be more comfortable with. I mean, I'll have kids, but if if I had a kid, I'd probably be more comfortable with them playing Fortnite. Yeah, and Minecraft has has monsters. They call them mobs, but you can you can just be sitting there minding your own business, and uh, and th- 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 there's a there's a tall black guy, um, uh, not a guy, but a a, mo- a tall like completely black monster called the Enderman, and the Enderman. When if you make eye contact with him, he comes over, his mouth opens up wide, and he starts making sounds. <laughs> that sounds horrible, like something out of a horror movie. This is Minecraft I'm talking about. And he kills you. He kills you almost immediately. Um, he's a very powerful uh, bad guy in, in, in the game. And like um, that, to me, seems like it would scare the daylights out of kids. Um, I would say even more so than knowing that your... Uh, you know that, that your neighbor down the street um, is is trying to uh, trying to kill you in Fortnite. It, the, the, the concept of monsters, I think, can brew more fear inside a child's mind. Whether or not it has long term effects on them, I'm not sure. Well, I mean, the, like like one of the so to like r- circle back to that um, interview on Fox. You know, this guy is saying that oh, you know, youth violence is 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 spiking and it's you know, 
they've they found a link between violent video games and youth violence. And like Ben Shapiro is like, no, like youth violence over the past two decades has decreased. So I guess you know I'd have to fact check and find out where they get their studies from. I've 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 found a, I mean like there there's a statistical association with the increase in fox viewership and uh, right wing violence. So I mean you know that that's case closed. Yeah, I mean, I guess, like, in statistics, you can skew them any way you want, right? Numbers are numbers, but they do kind of lie. They say numbers don't lie, but you can make the numbers lie for you, no doubt. Um, but I just... In, in, in violent video games aren't new. Um, what is a little bit new, I think, is the, the level of detail. In the like the level of games. immersion and like real realism, maybe. Yeah, the immersion is that's a very good point because um, I was, you know, I, I'll go back to I'll go back to the broadcast television I was watching with a sniper elite shooting up, um, shooting up testicles. Um, with a sniper elite, it, when, when you got hurt, you were limping, um, your vision was impaired. Um, it yeah, it was very. You, you were definitely like immersed into the game. Um, but even from like a like a texture perspective, so you know, I I grew up I grew up in the eighties. So the the violent video games that we had in the eighties may not even be perceived as violent today. You know, you're you're driving around a tank made out of a few pixels on a screen, and shooting a pixel across the screen and hoping that you can hit somebody else's tank. That's a lot different than actually crawling on top of something that looks just like a military tank. Popping it open, shooting the guy that's inside, and taking the tank over—you know—it's it's a completely different, uh, completely different experience. It's almost—it's almost like uh, uh, getting the uh, uh, what's the what's the what's the game that we can hijack cars and, and um, Grand Theft Auto. Grand Theft Auto. You get the first Grand Theft Auto um, where it's you look like you almost look like you're in a helicopter staring down at um, you know almost like like. Mario style graphics, and then you compare that with with the latest versions, where um, you can I think you can buy and sell drugs. Oh yeah, you can you can fuck hookers and murder them and ditch the bodies. I mean it's super graphic, but that's also why we have I feel a pretty robust rating system on these games. Like you can't keep blaming the tools, right? Like the the seven year old that's playing Call of Duty. Well, where's your mom? Where are your parents in this situation? Who got that game for you? Because you at seven, you don't have access to to these games without some sort of stream of income, which you don't have as a seven year old, you know, or a nine year old or whatever. Like they have ratings on the games. I guess the question is, you know, do I think like parents should get locked up or thrown in jail because they let their their kid they felt their kid was mature enough to play these games? No, because I don't, I don't think that this would this would cause. Uh, or make a more effective killer or whatever. Like, a, I don't think a video game is going to do that. You know, like, oh, I learned, you know. I just think it's a ridiculous, like, jump. Like, because I've been in violent situations, you know. Uh, when I used to bounce, I've been in plenty of fights. Let me just give you a heads up. They're nothing like video games, okay? When you get punched in the head or you're in a fight, it's uh, not like movies and it's not like a video game. And it's very quick and it's very, you know, it's just there. Like true violence is nothing like a video game or or most movies, like pretty much any movie I've seen. There's not there's never been a realistic, in my opinion, depiction of random violence or, you know, 
I would I, I can't say I have a ton of experience with premeditated violence, but it's not like that. You know what I mean? And it's to say that it's like these simulators that are essentially prepping kids, you know, at risk kids, whatever that term means, you know, to, to go out and kill people. I don't think that's it. Like, I think you're always going to have outliers. I think you're going to have social outcasts, kids that have a difficult time adjusting. Um, and, you know, sometimes they snap. And it's not a good thing by any means. And you'd like to mitigate it. But I, I think like a video game, you're just barking up the wrong tree. Ominous silence. (laughs) Well, this might be a good time to jump to the next topic. Um, So um, for those listening, the general format that we agreed on was four 15-minute topics. Uh, Each one of us gets to choose a topic. Uh, The first one that we just discussed, um, Wade chose. And uh, we have uh, two more topics that we chose. And then the, the, the fourth topic is actually the fourth topic is going to be one that none of us chose. It's going to be kind of a random topic. It might be something that we um, that we're not prepared for. Well, it's definitely something we're not necessarily prepared for, but it might even be a topic that we don't want to talk about. So that's going to be interesting. Um, the next one I chose and I wanted to start talking about something. People are talking about it. So it's but it's about uh, autonomous vehicles. And not so much about the tech you know we know that there's some problems um some serious problems there's and there's controversy over the problems and that's what most people are talking about they're talking about the car accidents um several people um have have died um as a result of an autonomous vehicle although the finger pointing goes back and forth because the companies behind the vehicles want to see them uh, succeed and they don't want to see the laws be um, be revoked that allows them to be on the streets. But if you go back, I believe it's a year, uh, Google was the leader in the autonomous vehicles and I think Gunner knows a little bit more about their involvement um, with the autonomous vehicles. And they had, uh, California is the only state that I really have, have like looked at the numbers for, but they had around 70 cars and you fast forward to this year, so in one year, um, we're close to 200 um, of these cars that are being used for different things. And people know this, and this is in the news, and people are talking about it. But um, what I what I think is 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 interesting about autonomous vehicles is how they can shape our lives. How they can number one, what we're not looking at, I don't think, is is how they're going to eliminate jobs. Um, especially transportation jobs, but I think there's some other areas in the industry that we can talk about, like think creatively and, and talk about what the world's going to look like when vehicles, um, vehicles being used generically, not just automobiles, vehicles um, don't have a person behind the driver's seat. Well, again, it's this is. It's it's you can't really call it a self-driving car because effectively at that point it's the difference between having it isn't even like a different actually it isn't even the difference between having a horse and a car it's the difference the the, the fundamental transformation of the concept of transportation as a whole because up until the point that the horse got domesticated 
you didn't leave you know like you look you 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 were basically born in the place that you you were born in the same place that you were gonna die you know it's the reason that all those dudes who went off you know all those dudes who went off into the great wild and returned were like adventurers and stuff like that they told stories about them because they were weirdos but uh the self drive, you know, as what is it, the the auto or whatever, you know, as I crib, I crib that definition from uh, CCP Gray there. But that 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 idea, there, there's a couple things, which is that one, the concept of personal ownership of a car is dumb if the car can have a job. I agree. Because I agree. At, what, I think... at, what, at what point, at, you know, like again, the, the the car is intrinsically kind of associated right. as a luxury good, anyways, in America, and everybody attaches personal representation to it. But right, car car ownership, though, right? Car ownership is something that starts to become stupid. Right? Well, was it stupid to, for horse ownership then? I mean, well, no, but the, so the the horse the horse was a thing that you had to maintain. Like this is this is where things start getting real weird because we're in an age where we're going you know barring we don't manage to like extinguish ourselves or something like that we're going to start seeing material objects earn their own livings yeah because you, you know like you know we have Uber you know like Ubers all over this right now but you know, like, because that—that's part of why they're doing this whole driving car thing—is they want to get rid of Uber drivers. No, and, and, I, and I get that, but like, I guess, like, in uh, is that necessarily a good thing? Like, because I mean, you say like it's stupid to own it if it can have its own job. Well, well, let's let's step back um, uh, just a second because I I know I do understand that robotics can replace the workforce, right? And that's kind of where we're going, um, but. When I said that it would be stupid to own a car, and you said that it does its own job, what I was thinking was more along the lines of, "Why the hell does your car sit in your driveway? No, then that's sleeping. Yes, when it could be off helping other people. But even more specific, see the the difference in horses is that, um, and and I've never owned a horse, so there's there's horse owners that that will tell me that, that this is partially wrong but with a horse you generally want a person to deliver the horse the horse wouldn't be delivering itself right also you a horse still needs food and oxygen um, it needs to exercise so you wouldn't necessarily have a huge uh, field of horses as a shared pool of transportation resources cars the only reason that they don't today is because they require a driver so you're it's, it's tethered to the driver. But once the driver is no longer behind the wheel, once he's no longer a driver, once he's simply a passenger, why would you ever actually own it? Why wouldn't you just, like like Uber, everywhere you go, why wouldn't you just, I mean, maybe you don't want it to stink from the person that was in it before you, so you need, you know, now there's a new industry of, 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 of car, sh- car sharing cleaning <laughs> right that's an industry that doesn't exist today it will exist because people are going to need to clean these cars because you don't know who was in it before you unless you make a small robot to go clean the car but <laughs> yeah yeah that's true eventually the robot will clean the car but short term right short a short-term market it's like those new it's like those new york it's like those new york bathrooms that like self-sterilize except you know you hopefully you're not trapped in the back seat when it goes into into deep clean cycle but but why would you own one what would be the purpose of having an autonomous vehicle 
Um, What's the purpose of owning a house? I mean, I'm just like, well, it's just a room with my stuff in it. I mean, no, so, I, why? So, so, I, actually, a lot of people would. No, I mean, because, a lot of people feel that they should. Yeah, because this is my. This is like I think it's a pretty cool thing. I mean, you can owe you a lot, but like my point is, is that well, and, you know, and then this gets this you know this gets into another thing, which is that um, what you're seeing now, you know, you make that point of why own a house. It's like, I mean, I don't know if you looked at the statistics recently or not, but uh, effectively, the majority of unsold, you know, ba- the basically the majority of housing has been going the renter way. Ever since two thousand eight, because when they, when they had the basic the housing crash, you know, really, because it, it, it's funny because what ultimately is going to drive the adoption of this tech, I think, is that same kind of economic structure or that that that, that structure because the gist of it is, um, there's all of this money that basically you know I, I is 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 like as weird as it sounds and is like mind blowingly dumb. So we wiped out all this. We we wiped out all this money. Supposedly, two thousand eight. All of this other money came from somewhere. Got dumped back into all of all of these companies, and it never really went back into the economy as a whole. You know, like it's it's why it's why you're seeing all this stuff like Bitcoin blow up. It's like people are trying to find something. They're they're trying to find something to stash this in, and. Well, yeah, one of the, one that's, of, a good, that's a good answer, Wade, is that um, currently, and in for, for, for history, houses somehow do maintain their value. That's one reason to, to purchase a home, is because you can sell it, and you can sell it for much more than what you bought it yeah, for. Yeah, but that's like kind of the point I'm making. Vehicles, vehicles are, are, are kind of on the other side of that spectrum, where the vehicle, um, and you know, a lot of people say that they, they only lease because they don't want to buy and because it's worth so much less. So um, so maybe maybe the answer to that question is the vehicle is simply better. But you're also correct in the fact that there's always the option to rent. Um, renting is simpler. Some people would think that buying a home is stupid, especially if you're in a large city. So you have a very good point. Um, there, there will always be people that purchase their vehicles. Yeah, and, and that's, well, maybe. Like, sure, I well, guess. But yeah, like, if it's, yeah. I guess my, my, I don't have a problem with it because I think socioeconomic, like, for, economic uh, implications it would be great for um, maybe people like in our area rural areas that probably would have a difficult time affording a car if you could just subscribe to some sort of a service sure my concern though with the um, automation and then not necessarily automation I'm fine with the automation my concern with the it becoming a service instead of you owning the property and doing whatever you please, whenever you please with it, is eventually it becomes like almost like a utility, well, it, and it almost becomes like a government-controlled thing. And it's how competitive can well, it be? You know, yeah. Par- par- paranoid, paranoid Kennedy rantings aside, um, that's intentional. But the way that fortunes are going to be made going forward are one that you don't you don't you don't get rich by selling a thing you get rich by selling a service now yeah but that's a problem because that's that's the signs of a stagnant economy when there are more renters and no innovators the economy eventually crumbles like that's a problem 
this whole rent it, rent it, rent it. Like you're well, not coming up with any yeah, ideas. You know, yeah. You're not like this is just you're this is not even like a new concept. It's just like a, a weird or different version of a taxi. You know what I mean? It's just a taxi that drives well, itself. No, 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 no. But the, 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 the gist is the gist is is up until this point, even the taxi had even the taxi you at least had to have some schlub go and drive this thing. You know, and you could, you know, the the, the you know, like you you see how that like, kind of works out because like there's this this whole thing with how the licensing works and you know, like New York New York City, it's kind of like one of the reasons that like some very very sketchy people got involved with how the medallions get doled out and stuff like that. But what's a medallion? So a medallion, uh, basically, uh, basically, a new, uh, to 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 do taxi service, you basically have to have. There's there's a there's a there's a limit to how many operational taxis they can have in the city, and for each of them, uh, a medallion is basically just a unique token that allows that car to operate within a certain territory. Because um, you know it's it's a it's a quality of service tracker, but it's also just a way that they can rake money. You know, like the city can cut get money in because. You know, New York City is the most prosperous and the single most expensive city to run on earth and blah, blah, blah. You know, and I'm sure that people would argue, you know, I'm sure that 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 could be argued on many occasions, you know. But like, you know, what is it? What is it? England, you know, London has the knowledge and New York City has the the medallions and uh, Vancouver has the crazy cabbies like. So I don't know if one of one of the kind of side anecdote, but one of the craziest stories ever was that the in Quebec, the police went on strike for one day, and all of the cabbies decided that, like in Ontario, like in, in Quebec, decided that they were going to go burn down the limo places because they didn't want to compete with them anymore, <laughs> and there was like this whole thing, like basically, yes. Yeah, so they had to change. They had to change the province's constitution to basically ban the police from ever being able to legally go on strike again <laughs> because they just had one day where it was like it went Mad Max and you know I mean that's the future that we're going to descend you know like yeah, it's, what, I mean, okay, it's, you know I mean like here, there's, 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 these... there's raiders and you know like we're still going to have cable television and everything like that but, but yeah, are we really. I don't well, know if we will. Well, I don't actually, know if the cord, the, well, the, the, the going the way of the dinosaur. Well, the, you know, the cut the cord, but you know, like all, 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 all that stuff. It, again, it, it, it's like my problem with that is it's a perfect example. You have uh, in let's say in our little town here, Canastota, thirty years into the future, you have uh, Toyota and Chrysler and. Uh, pick another one, Volkswagen, and they have those are your three subscribers, and those three car companies, much like the cable companies, have decided that yeah, it's gonna be worth it to have our cars service your area. But then they all decide to collude, and this is the price you have to pay. And guess what? You're in such a situation now that they don't even sell cars anymore unless you have a ridiculous amount of money. And as far as like the housing thing. I mean, a lot of that happened to be, is because everyone needed loans to get houses. And the banks have the economy or have the monopoly on the money. Like, my problem with this is that what happens when they cut it off? What happens when they decide, we want more from you? Well, one thing I think you're, you're going to see is that there will always be 
cars with steering wheels, just like you can still hop on a horse, you'll still be able to have those cars. I don't think that they can get rid of those. Um, one reason is that some of the um, most wealthy people collect those cars, and they're going to want to continue driving them, so they'll still be on the roads. Um, I don't think that they're going to be banned. And, and also, I mean, even if you look at like the whole safety statistics with the self-driving cars, which they're supposed to be safer, um, even then... you. I watch people drive these 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 ancient vehicles up and down the road with no safety equipment in it at all. Um, I, I think by law they have to install maybe like a lap belt. I don't even know if they need to do no, that. So, so actually, it's it's. So this is one of the great and effed up things about America. So it goes state by state. Okay. And. The rule, the rule, at least in New York State, is any safety equipment that was present upon its year of manufacture, right, right. its original issue. Right, and that makes sense. You know, like like the airbag. Um, the airbag, I believe, is standard issue in every vehicle now. But Although they don't technically inspect for it. Yeah, they don't either. inspect for it. Yeah, um, but if you have if you have a vehicle made in the '90s, for example, um, there's a good chance it didn't have an airbag. Um, now, there's a couple of there's a couple of like the and I, I'm sorry to segue away from it. I, I I know that there's some doom and gloom about about all of our transportation being being um, run by a few car manufacturers, and I yeah. understand the risk in that. But um, number one, I, I was thinking was uh, the idea of a car salesman. Like, well, that goes away. Yeah, it goes away, right? Like. <laughs> no, now it's just a customer service uh, representative right. in a call no, center. Well, no, no. Actually, it's 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 a it's a script. It's a automated uh, voice well, it's an application, script. probably. Right? Well, 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 eventually, customer service will be replaced too. Right. I don't know what's going to happen first. I, I would say right now, I would predict that the car is going to be driving itself before the customer service is going to be answering our questions. I, Although I did place an online order with Sears the other day, and it was a robot. And they did a pretty fucking good job. They did send me the wrong part, though. The robot sent me the wrong fucking part. They did, sent you, me the wrong... did you actually ask the question, "Are you a robot?" And they said, "Why would you?" Did it say, "Why would you say that?" <laughs> they used uh, they used some service. It was called uh, uh, I think it was twenty four by seven or something. I forgot the name of the service. It's like twenty four by seven dot com, and I, I'm probably wrong there. But it, it, when I went to their website, they were like, "Hey, we're AI. You know, we do customer service, and we're AI." When you click. Chat with chat with a virtual agent. Most of your conversation is occurring with a computer. So I thought that was pretty cool. But they did send me a slightly wrong part, um, so I did have to send it back. Fortunately, um, fortunately, Sears has a uh, guaranteed fit um, uh, warranty, so they, they they did take it back. But so that's one of them, right? No car salesman. Um, I got some other weird things. So I'm going to start uh, uh, rattling them off. One of them is um, you could have a vehicle with no windshield. Right, because the windshield is really intended for the driver to see yep. forward. But oh, if the driver doesn't yeah. need to see forward, right? Mm-hmm. Then you could you could technically have a car without a windshield. Oh, you're talking like a, just a box with like no vision of the outside at all? Yeah, yeah. I mean, at least the concept of the windshield's gone. Maybe there's a camera if you want to see out there. But but you know, the the purpose of the windshield to have this huge panoramic view of of the road in front of you. It, it, it doesn't isn't necessary. You don't there. think it's tied in with the steering wheel? Then why would the steering wheel be necessary? Oh, when I said cars with steering wheels will still be around, I meant the old ones. Oh, okay. Yeah, I meant yeah, the old yeah. ones. Okay, yeah. so the new cars. Is what I mean, new we're, cars, we're, I'm, thinking, we're, we're, I'm thinking they'll get rid of the analog. Yeah. You know, and again, it, it's, it's, because, funny, it's funny how you get to that because you, you wouldn't think it, but out of left field here, Nissan's actually the one that's pushing most of the tech that's going to end this because they already have 
drive-by wire. You know, like they they, right. they they you actually like you know you you get right. into the the, right. the 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 infinities. They don't actually have direct connections to their brakes and steering system anymore. Right. It's all drive-by wire. Right. And when Gunner says drive-by wire, what he's describing is the concept. And correct me if I'm wrong here. Is that an electric electrical wires? Um, not like a not like a cable wire, but electrical wires um, are sending an electronic uh, signal um, for just about every control in the car. So the, the the classic idea of rack and pinion, which was vacuum assisted, I believe it's vacuum assisted, right? It's hydraulic, but yeah, uh, hydraulic. Yeah. Yes, thank you. Yeah, the brakes are vacuum assisted. Um, <laughs> but anyways, the idea of of a rack and pinion steering system, which is hydraulically assisted, I mean that high the hydraulic power comes from the motor, right? Mm-hmm. The, the the spinning of the motor. Um, that whole concept. Um, you would you would almost have to reintroduce a technology that was no longer needed because the the, the whole concept of the rack and pinion has been replaced by something else, some electronic. And the cars are doing it now, right? I mean, you can buy a car now and well, it will steer away from an accident. Well, yeah, I mean, like, but even the, you know, again, like the the my all my Honda, all my last Hondas, they're they're all electric power steering, so. It's it's it what it's just you know, a sensor yes, on the wheel, right? Yes, basically they're 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 doing differential comparison between load, but I mean like you know Nissan's to the next level where there's not actually a physical shaft connecting the steering wheel to the to to the to to, to the to the rack. Can, it's, you, it's, can you use a Wiimote? Well, I'm sure that there's 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 a firmware update or something you can get to it. But yeah, you, but you know, again, you you've you are you've effectively you've effectively stopped driving a car, right? And you are driving you you are you are manually operating an auto at that point, and it's just you know if it, if it has lane departure you know if it has lane departure prevention systems and everything like that, it's pretty much. It's pretty much there. I mean, like you know, you you are actually the car is a seating authority back to you for your for for your peace of mind. It's not it's not like it's not like you're actively, you know, it's not it's not like the car is attempting to usurp authority from you. It's letting you it's let it's letting you tell it where it wants to go at the moment. Now, an- another concept I thought of, which I thought was really cool, was. Um, and this doesn't exist. It doesn't really exist today. Is is why would you ever have the front of a vehicle? Like right now, the like front of a vehicle makes sense. Like- no, I mean the concept of 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 the, of, of where because right now the front of the vehicle is really designed. Number one, you do need to steer from the front. It's a little bit easier. I, I would assume from an engineering perspective to have the wheels steer from the front, but they could steer from the back too, right? You could just not use them, but. Um, but right now, it's so difficult to put all of the um, all of the cabin controls, like the steering wheel, the speedometer, um, the radio controls. It's so difficult to put those on both ends of the car. A vehicle that travels forward or backwards, as if it's traveling forward, doesn't make sense today because because of the concept of a cockpit and because of the concept of the controls. But once those controls are taken away. Why do you even have the front of a car? Which, which is so, so, some strange things. Like number one, you never would have to back into your driveway again. Like self-driving cars could prevent people from throwing their car in reverse in the middle of the road and backing into their driveway because in the morning it's going to be too hard uh, for, for, for them to get back out. Um, it affects parking in parking lots. But even stranger, um, if enough of the cars on a highway system are already um, autonomous, and there's something like 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 a, like an accident or a traffic jam, right? 
there could be an emergency override system, which of course you get the big brother problems, where all of the cars flip into reverse and they change direction to avoid the traffic. I mean, the, the, the other cars are already gonna know there's a jam because they do that today, right? Google Maps will tell you about the traffic jam today. Sure. But it could actually reverse Well, because where, where, the this, jam. where this, gets, this gets interesting too is that effectively, if they're communi- so so the two things that humans suck at as far as driving is paying attention and inferring information from what's going on from what's going on around them because the problem with a traffic jam is usually a traffic jams not like the traffic jam is um, a cascading problem you know it's like, it, it's it, you know you you have you're accumulating error the further down the road you go, the more parties that are interacting with it because it's, you know, like you may have like one car that goes off the side of the road or something like that. And, you know, like traffic may be slowing. And if it's like six or seven cars in the line, no big deal. You just navigate around. But now that you've, 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 because it's because it's happening asynchronously. It just, you build more and more, you accumulate more and more delay or error as it gets further down the chain. But if you have the robot cars, but you know, one, the cars are constantly basically narking to each other as they're driving down the road, and they can just get to normal creep. You know, like they, they yeah. you can, you can do yeah. the gradual slowdown. Yeah, the concept of the jam wouldn't be as bad, right? Is what you're saying? Yeah. That they, yeah, yeah. It, the 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 human mistakes that go into making the jam happen, and then making it take forever to go away. Um, um, would start to be fixed. So, so that was one one thing. Was the, uh, the the I just thought it would it would be so strange because the, j- just the look of a vehicle, you would right now we make the front look like the front of a car and we got this big windshield. But you know the the, the design of the cars is, is obviously going to change. And you know you watch some of these kind of these kind of futuristic shows and they the they pods. do yeah they make them look all weird. Um, now another one I was thinking of was. So if you no longer have to drive the vehicle, um, that means you, at, at some point in time, right, we can admit that the drivers will no longer have to even be aware. Like they can just, uh, yeah, you can just stumble drunk into a car, do what you got, you're right? I mean, the, the car is your designated driver at that point. So number one, it, it can affect nightlife. So a little town, like we're from a little town, from a little, uh, little village called Canistota, population's like three or 4,000. Um, here you, you I mean, you probably walk back to your house, but if you live on the outskirts, you can't walk. Um, and and even even in certain seasons, it doesn't make sense to go out. So nightlife is really everything shuts down about nine o'clock. Um, autonomous vehicles can change that, right? It can it can make certain types of nightlife. Maybe it would just be the ones that impair your judgment, <laughs> like the alcohol uh, type type uh, type nightlife. But another thing I was thinking was if you don't have to actually be alert inside the vehicle. What's preventing vehicles from being sold more like the tractor trailer concept where there's a sleeper in the back, right? Because the tractor trailers, they got a, they got a, some of them have a long haul. They got a multi, multi-day haul and, and they almost treat their tractor trailer as a home. Well, what you're, I mean, what you're describing essentially with, I think the main point that you're getting to is essentially were this to become like commonplace, you're, essentially just creating a giant transit system like a train without the tracks yeah because honestly if, I, if, if anybody could just drive down to 
you know, without thinking about it, like I'm just going to hop on this, this, I'm going to hop in this car and it's just going to automatically take me to wherever. Like I want to go down to New York City tonight. Like it's, 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 it's this, you know, again, it's that, it's that curve, it's those intersecting curves, which is that when computing power gets cheap enough relative to the application that you're attempting to throw at it, you know, like you, you basically, you can make things, you can fake things in software that you would normally do in physical hardware. So, you know, you want to, you effectively are making road trains or whatever, you, you, you know, it, it, what, you know, like there, there's, there's, there's always the issue of scale, which is that the, the amount of energy it takes to move a certain amount of mass over time, you know, like over a distance go, starts to go down relative to the, you know, like basically once you reach a certain tipping point, but you can, you can give it a good college try or the old college try if you can just throw software at the problem to effectively have this, have all of these independent agents from their relationship perspective act like the bigger thing. So, but yeah, to your point, yeah, I mean, it would it would actually um, it would take a lot of I think it would take a lot of the um, intimidation out of travel. I know people to this day, even my age, that refuse to travel long distances because they don't want to get into a plane. They feel like um, um, I, I think. Well, I mean, there's the whole um, you know safety of cars versus versus planes, and maybe that's all going to change. But and the unsolicited finger and anus. Homeland Security pat down TSA thing, but they're perfect. Yeah, yeah. That I guess that's that's definitely a deterrent. But they're perfectly fine in a vehicle, so so it will help. But I mean, Gunnar, you made a point that you know back back when horses were were the primary source of transportation, you kind of stayed where you were born, right? Unless you were this um, this explorer, and uh, and then cars came around, and now it's perfectly normal to to actually work. Hours away from where you live, you know, just traveling salesmen um, and stuff like that. So yeah, I guess autonomous vehicles will encourage people to uh, to, to take it even further because I mean, wh- what's the inconvenience in driving eight hours when you get to sleep? It sounds awesome. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, take it further. It's kind of like. Are we even going to have brick and mortar places to work in well, about no, so twenty this years? Is, this, like, is, this is this is the flip side of that, which is that like, so let me get this straight: the same the same technological revolution that's going to get us all these robot cars is also like, so I'm going to work for the sake of employing the robot car, <laughs> as opposed to I don't know, just dealing with the fact that like, you give me a job, I'll go do it. And here's my t- here's my t- TPS report uh, and my time card and call it call it a day. I would be willing to say that I don't know the statistics, but a, a good portion of people today could do their jobs from home. Well, you know, this is this is the da- this is the dangerous flip side of this as well. How many how many of our jobs are actually engaged in a product like a, an actual productive exercise rather than maintenance overhead on things that haven't been roboted out yet? You know, I mean, every every have, how far down the science fiction rabbit hole do you want to go? Well, like, science fiction. Job. I mean, like we are, you know, like we're we're already. It, it, it's it's two for which is again it's the, those overlapping curves, which is that our expectation of quality of service has gone down 
to the point where everything has to be a script anyways. So at some point, this, the level of suckage the robot delivers is appropriately at the same level of suckage that we're normally experienced to, in which case the robot wins, and then you just have a bunch of people that the robot cars are now herding like like sheepdogs to keep in the 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 forbidden zone while the the you know the the uh the happy people get to go like the happy people in their old school air air, air cooled porsches uh get to hang out yeah i just i guess i feel you know it's definitely probably the way I, i'm sure it's the way of the future i don't necessarily think that uh if it does become like kind of as mainstream as it is with like a subscription service or whatever, I think like buying a vehicle, like physically buying a vehicle will probably become exponentially more expensive because they're not going to make those vehicles anymore. Cause there's no point. It's not going to be profitable for them. It's going to be for the collector or whatever. And the collector is probably going to be someone who's very wealthy. Well, it, and there's probably going to be laws and, and, uh, Legislation to prevent you or to limit you yeah, from driving in these. Right. Well, no, don't it, discourage it. You probably yeah, see the absolutely. big cities do it first. The modern, the modern form, the modern, the, the the insurance industry as it exists currently is actually there's two things. the 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 car brought about the car the car itself brought about two ancillary things that would not. If even freaking entered Ford and Benz, you know Daimler Benz's, you know that that cruise that cruise minds when it did, which is that the car brought the concept of consumer credit because the closest thing to that up until that point was back in the day when you could do installment plans on a Singer sewing machine. Like that's actually like the sewing machine was the first tool that they ever get, like the first mass produced machine tool. That ever got in the hands of the public, but Eugene Singer, his big innovation wasn't the sewing machine. It was that he invented the concept of the installment plan for a home good, and Arthur P. Sloan is the guy who invented the concept of the private the, the private commercial loan, and automotive financing, so you could buy a better car. You know, you could buy a fancier car than you could actually afford, mm-hmm. and personal insurance. Because like you may you might have done something for a house or like you know you used to pay fire insurance you know, like you used to pay insurance company yeah, a fire, fire company yeah, company, yeah. but the concept of personal insurance wasn't until people started hurtling around and and bricks <laughs> the murder, murder murder bricks and then it's like By somebody's the gonna pay bricks, you're talking about the car yes okay not 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 actually like just throwing <laughs> throwing bricks at the at their fellow man but yeah it, it it's it's you all of a sudden you just had this thing. That you regularly were in, that one was super expensive. You know, you had to get, you had to keep it in reasonable condition because you still owed money on it, and it's like it could cause a lot of damage very casually, and you just need, you know, like it's, you know, they had it had to catch up. But yes, the modern insurance industry, at least from a consumer like a consumer standpoint, like they, you know, like they they always they always raked it in, but that was a product of. All of a sudden, we're gonna make this miracle device a ubiquitous appliance for the the everyman. And that's that's another thing that's going to change is the way that um, the way that the, the state farms of the world have to um, have to write a, write their insurance because now if there is an accident, um, who do you blame? Do you blame the person that's sleeping in the back, or do you blame the person that wrote the program, or is it somewhere in between where? You 
you you had neglected certain um, maintenance or warnings on the vehicle, but you drove it anyways. Well, and, and this uh, gets this gets back to that whole like how at what point does it, you know like never mind the fact that you're going to have difficulty finding a normal like a, a a human a human controlled car. When does it become too expensive to insure it? Well, that's the because that's they, the point they can un, they can un, they can yeah. un, they you know like they they have full black box recording of the of the car and everything that it was interacting with, and it's they like, can it's uh, like it, flying it's, an airplane down the street, right? I mean, <laughs> you right now it seems completely unreasonable. The propeller's gonna <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> the propellers that are are, are a huge. A huge danger. Um, the fact that it has a huge wingspan going down the road is a huge danger. So nobody would do it. It sounds crazy, but yeah, in in, in this in this world where the car, um, the car is is the safety. Now it almost becomes reckless, which brings me to another point. Is you know right now there's a lot of people that love them, they love themselves some motorcycle, <laughs> and. <laughs> How, how pissed off. Yeah, it's never going to happen. Motorcycles, just like, I mean, frankly, it'll probably piss a lot of people off, but uh, high capacity uh, <laughs> high capacity magazines on rifles are going the way of the dinosaur. A motorcycle, literally, it's just an, it's just an enthusiasm thing. It's just, I want to go fast, and I want to feel the wind. Like, well, like, well tough shit. Well, That's like I not also, the safest I also, thing, and I it's not... I also want to get to work, you know... With a vehicle that does a hundred something miles a yeah, gallon, well, but yeah. that's, that's but, pointless though. And, well, it's it's not completely pointless um, in some states. So, like California, the um, like if you watch the like the Highway Patrol, um, if you watch Chips, Chips, um, you know, but if you watch the um, if you watch the motorcycles, not just the, the Highway Patrol, um, the motorcycles in California are allowed to drive in between the vehicles. Yeah. Yes, but so, why? Because human error. Well, it's, it causes well, pileups and things like well, that. No, actually, no, part it, part it, of it is it, the jams, but it actually, it, Gunner's it, probably going to say this, it's actually historical because motorcycles used to be air-cooled. And if they stopped for too long, the, is that what you're going to say? Yes. If they stopped for too long, the motors would overheat. Now, since then, I don't know if they're still air-cooled. I, I think they, a lot of well, the big chopper I, 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 I know. Ironically, um, well, it, 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 again, it's one of these things where like laws take forever to get changed around because... Uh, California, because of their increasing emission standards, you can't actually meet those with an air-cooled engine. So even the Harleys, even the Harleys with the V twins and stuff like that, are liquid cooled at this point. Um, you know, yeah, it's, so it's a horse design engine. But yes, it's it's just one of these things where it's like it's a holdover from. And I mean, you have legacy. You know, again, you always have legacy motorcycles. So maybe that vehicles. Change. Okay, but well, it, the only other thing that I could possibly fathom happening is. You completely overhaul the infrastructure, and there is a lane where it's almost like an at-your-own-risk lane, and whatever well, just, well, happens, actually, happens <laughs> it's just complete fucking no, no, carnage. Wait, wait, Bodies that's, just literally that's referred, decomposing. That's, 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 that's referred to as a normal road. Yeah, right. But, and as far as like the insurance and stuff like that goes, and like where that goes in this situation, I don't think it's far. You, you don't have to look very far to a transit Situation like so, what happens when Metro that's, North fucks yeah, up? That's a good point. That's a good well, point. what happens is in the shitty thing, and the thing that I like, I said, I, I think it's cool. I think it's could be a double edged sword though, because when Metro North uh, a train goes off the rails because some somebody wasn't paying attention or they found fault with the conductor, or whatever, uh, they get sued, 
and you know they dole out the money. They have insurance to cover these types of things, but their premiums go up, and who ends up paying for it? The consumer. Yeah, the consumer yeah. pays yeah. for it, and is that fair? And is that really a good thing? No, it's not. Yeah. I don't understand why you're getting bent out of shape. Gotta just, make their bones. I'm not bent out of shape. Except, I just except, like except 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 the except the unsolicited finger in the anus of progress. Well, fuck that because it's not and, progress. And 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 bow down to your robot your robot Maxima overlords. Exactly. Well, I think we went a little over 15 minutes with the autonomous vehicles. Um, the third topic that we're contributing ourselves here. Um, are you guys okay if I switch? Yeah. Yeah. No. Absolutely. Go for it. Um, the third topic, which is actually the, um, I think it's going to be the title of this this podcast. Um, how how do we phrase it here? The Tony Stark threshold, I guess. Uh, the, the Tony Stark threshold. <laughs> so this is kind of a segue off of uh, off of the 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 idea of self driving cars, and I'm going to let uh, Gunner open this up. So, it, it, we have always had people. Who just can get things done, you know? Whether 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 it be violent military conqueror or you know, person who decided to find Australia. But the, I, I guess the question the question being, so you know, we're 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 in this period where we're having massive societal change coming across us and some of it some of it is inherent and some of it is just people deciding to do stuff and you know there's there's you know there's always been there's always been guys who have big ideas like you know Henry Ford Henry Ford was big into the whole concept of they were going to engineer a better society and you know I mean he he hung out he hung out with some people who uh Aren't so aren't so fondly remembered in history now, but we're we're at a point where those kinds of people more often than not seem to be like trolls, and I guess the the, 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 the gist of it is when do you get to when do you, when is the tipping point when does that roll back when does that odometer roll right back over into zero from zero to win when you were such a rich asshole that it's it it, be, it becomes an admirable trait versus just that fucking guy, you know. It, 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 it even if even if the even if the act it's even if the the way they live their life is horrific, it's still like you don't want to do it, but you respect it for you respect it for its purity of execution. I don't know off the top of my head many like crazy rich super villain types. Um, I don't know if it's like I guess it maybe be like a combination of like how <laughs> how good your marketing is and kind of what your message is. Um, yeah, this is a tough topic for me too. I don't know too many. I don't know too many too many people with the. Not not by name, I should say, with the amount of money and the amount of resources um, to fall under uh, this category. Um, of course, you know Elon Musk is the obvious one right now. 
um, the the man uh, somehow was able to do NASA for how much? Oh, you're asking, no, dude, don't. Like, like a tenth? No, not, 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 not the cost. A significantly Yeah, like a like fraction less. of the cost. He yeah. was able to do, he was able to create, <laughs> to privatize um, the space program for a fraction of the cost of the, um, uh, of what NASA was doing it for. Um, but he didn't stop there. Um, he's decided, which I've priced out the, um, the, the, the solar shingles. They're, they cost more than my house, so I won't be buying them anytime soon. Um, I think to cover my to cover my roof is two hundred thousand dollars. Right, <laughs> solar shingles. But like, I guess like with that, like, so he launched the SpaceX, right? That was the name of the shuttle, like the SpaceX project or whatever. I don't know what the name of the shuttle was. With the intention of eventually one day populating Mars, is that kind of? You know, and again, like, we, not to focus too much on uh, Elon there, but because really, I mean, once you get past PayPal, his whole thing is that uh, he he starts businesses based on confronting an existential human threat. You know, like the... The, the, the Tesla? Well, the, the whole electric car thing was that make the drivetrains cheap enough get the technology there because of the climate and socioeconomic impact of being a fossil fuel oriented civilization because that stuff's going to run out you know i mean like you know we we're, we're already we're already in like mass you know like we're, we're, i don't know i don't know you know the clock, the clock's still ticking on you are you He's, trying to turn elon musk into a dickheaded monster in my mind what do you mean <laughs> are you telling me that elon musk only and, and honestly maybe maybe he does only builds companies <laughs> based on primal human fears yes no no it's, it's, it's basically it's because no and, and, and again because it, it's it's kind of um and i wish i could remember the dude's name the the one the he was one of the co-founders for Facebook there, but they talk they talk about it, or he was talking about that too. Is that effectively any real change comes from finding a problem and solving it better than the powers that be deal with it now? Because that's how you convince them that you can you you can you can do it. But yes, like uh, Tesla, um, uh, Sp- SpaceX. SpaceX is effectively. You gotta get the cost to get into. You gotta get the cost to get the tonnage into orbit down low enough that the idea of actually establishing permanent human residence off planet becomes viable. Because at that point, we're not a one plant. We're not a one plant species anymore. And because we're dumb, we're, thing, because we're right? dumb, because we're dumbasses, and most likely gonna you know cause a cataclysm on our Earth at some the Earth even, at some point. Even we didn't. The, the sun's not gonna last forever. We know, like this is. Well, this is this is more this is a more fact, immediate right? concern, and that the, sure. the, the the sun problem requires warp drive, which I don't know. That might that might be after the boring company, you know, and and which is the first one, unless you start getting into like weird. Alternative three style conspiracy theory where the boring company is just an excuse to build this thing where they can have like the freaking vaults 
from fall you know like he's got he's got he's got the main line and building the vaults from fallout or something like that so that if things go bad people can just hide in these underground caverns that they've caved out carved out but yeah you have, you have spacex or you have, you have tesla which is getting the transportation infrastructure of the western world off of petrochemical oriented propulsion you have um solar city which is one kind of a, a, a company one of his brother you know the the bro the bro as it were or his cousin was running they're part opening, of, aren't they opening a manufacturing facility here in New they've York? Are, they already have so that's actually in buffalo but yes that's that that actually then the whole the whole point with that is that effectively it's a one-stop shop so tesla can get you the whole stack where you do electricity for your home you have your you have your power storage. Yeah, the, and the, other storage thing is, the storage has been a big problem, right? And yes. He's, he's got some special cell that he's invented. Well, again, because that's the other thing is, is that the, the you know again things that one it's extremely profitable. You know, it's a long term investment, but it's also you resolve an existential crisis, which is that one we can make electricity, but we can't transport. You know, it, it's very hard to transport it. And that's where the, the mega factory or whatever out in Nevada where they're cranking out the lithium ion batteries because it's not the Is that what they are? Is that what the cells are? They're lithium yes. ion? Okay. Like they have, they, it's actually, it's a, I think it's a Panasonic, it's, it's derived from a Panasonic cell design. But the, yeah, the gist is that it's not, it's not the best, but it's better. And if you make it cheap, if you make it cheap enough to use it ubiquitously, then people will move to you know like once the threshold of get jump into that different tech the the event once the 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 price of getting onto that advantage gets down low enough then it becomes a cost incentive to say i want to go to the better solution you know again the, the the actually i mean like you know you talk about that it's kind of funny because you we go back um you know he has again the Tony Stark thing, but because uh, the 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 flip side of SpaceX is you know we're talking about putting people on other planets and stuff like that, but the Falcon Heavy and the 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 BFR big the, Falcon rocket. Oh, the rockets. Yeah, well, the big Falcon rockets the 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 successor to the the Falcon. So the Falcon Nine is the current series that they're running. Um, the Falcon Heavy is basically three Falcon 9 strap, you know, like two of them are modified, but they're strapped to each other. But the Falcon, the Falcon Heavy can put like something like 50 tons into low earth orbit. And that's effectively the mass window that you start doing like silly things that NASA, like, you know, back when, back when they had ambitious Nazis working at NASA, uh, and you know, the, 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 the literal ones, not the, not the majority, you know, not the pejorative. But, uh, you know, like, that's when you start getting stuff like they can start lobbing permanent manned habitats into orbit, like, on a realistic basis, or solar power satellites. I mean, you know, that, that's actually, that's the big, you know, like, we could vetch about that. Like, they, you know, we're looking at doing wind, uh, despite all of his criminal negligence right now, you got freaking uh, Pruitt in the EPA, or not Pruitt. Trump's dude, Trump's dude, who's like the, the the secretary of the interior, the guy who basically is in charge of the national parks and stuff like that. But for some reason, because of the unique way that the United States government is structured, he's also like the guy who's in charge of doing environment, you know, like you know, environmental policy or something to that effect. And 
it's weird because his big thing is he's pushing for wind power, like all across the eastern and western seaboard, because to, to that extent, we're dumb because we don't do it. And it's not like we don't have, it's not like we have a lack of wind. And, you know, like you, you can go to solar, you can do the solar farms out in Nevada and stuff like that, but pretty much that single use land. I mean, like, you know, we, we have the solar farm, we have the solar farm out by the Madison County landfill up here, but like you can't, you can't do it. I mean, like the only reason that that went in is because you can't do anything else with that land because it's next to a landfill. But yeah, if the footprint that's the footprint to actually make a practical solar power plant precludes you from actually doing anything else with this land. And I got sidetrack, but yes, you got a you got a dude, you got a dude who basically is a multi-billionaire a couple times over and is still effectively doing the college student. I'm eating pot noodle, sleeping on the floor of my factory because I want to, you know. Every cent I got, I've dumped back into. I've dumped back into what amounts to these crazy, like, role-playing game adventure-style activities. You know, like even that. You know, we we get so so back to the Tony Stark theme too. I mean, so he sells the non-flamethrower, right? What is that? What it's called? Uh, not a flamethrower. Not a, I, I I don't remember the name off the top of my head, <laughs> but yes, look up the, the name. Um, so, so Elon Musk invented and is selling um, a flamethrower that you can just buy. But for some reason, for I don't know if it was for export reasons, he couldn't call it one. So he just put the I think he just put the word "not" in the name. Yes, it is actually just called "not a flamethrower." Not a flamethrower. Yes. So <laughs> the so, world's safest flamethrower. I don't even know. Aside from like military interactions what would one need a flamethrower for well it's because much like the dwarves of the iron mountain elon's boring company dug too deep too greedily and awoke the balrog deep in the bowels of california and travelers on his new hyperloop system may have to fend off from you know balrog and Orc, orc attack. I'm just, I have no you know, idea what you just said, but but the but the but, the, but I, I, to get back to your theme, right? Nobody cares, right? And but by, by when I say nobody cares, I mean nobody's upset. Yes, right. Because he's 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 clean and at this point almost <laughs> bulletproof. The dude like makes things that we like are a little bit more progressive for the progressive mindset. No, do you think? It, like, is it one of those Venn diagrams where you just gotta have the right mix? Because I really like the sense of humor. Sometimes I really kind of get like the line, like the Linus Torvald, like just dry. You are an idiot, and all of your ideas are terrible. <laughs> Please stop talking, and I mean that in the most sincere and and, and and insulting way I can. I do definitely think it has to do with perspective and like where you are, public opinion, right? Like. Uh, I mean, people love him. He deleted. He deleted. I think it was the SpaceX. I, I could be wrong. I think it was the SpaceX. No, it was his, it was his SpaceX and his personal. The SpaceX and his personal Facebook. Just because somebody on Twitter, uh, Twitter, just because somebody on Twitter asked him to, he just fucking deleted it. Like he deleted it immediately. And I want to say the post didn't even say it, it wasn't political. It wasn't political in nature. I think all the post said was. Um, your Facebook is stupid. I think that's what it was. I could be off on that. And he fucking deleted it, right? And, I mean, th- this is 
like a, an actual messaging channel that businesses are using strategically to reach out to people that want to know about them. Um, it's used a lot. It's starting to replace other forms of communication, starting to replace the email, it's starting to replace the phone call, right? Facebook is replacing that. And, and he, he not only fucking deletes it because somebody tells him it's stupid, but everybody's okay with it. So I think that's right. I mean, that's kind of the theme is like, it's like, where's that tipping point? Like, how come, how come not everybody can get away with this type Mark, of behavior? Mark, Mark, Mark Zuckerberg, intolerable asshole. <laughs> yeah, but now... Elon Musk, public, public darling. You say that, though, but I do feel that, like, since Zuckerberg got pulled up onto Congress and kind of, like, sunned some of those old, like, curmudgeon like, conservative. There's just stink blood flying around here. It is what it is. <laughs> just because like, someone knocks you down in the dirt don't mean they're trying but to this, help you. But, like, he kind of... I know, but he kind of sunned those people. And, and just because someone gets you out of a jam doesn't mean they're trying to help you. No, but what I'm saying is I think he's coming back in the public light and not viewed less of a douchebag as he was 48, 72 hours ago. It has everything to do with how you market yourself. Dude, you, like Bill Gates made his fortune on the crushed like Apple. He crushed Apple. He did some really shitty things to, to Apple. He did. He was ruthless. But I'm sorry, Bill Gates has done some very, very uh, philanthropic philanthropic things. Um, that's what's gotten a lot of the media attention. I think he's probably a good dude. He's a super. He's a, a nerd. Like you know what I mean? He's kind of like the underdog that yeah, everybody wants people, to root for. Right? Yeah. I, I think I think that people have a tendency to to like they they like nerds because they know they're picked on when they were younger. Right. Everyone can relate to that. But, but you know what's interesting about this? Uh, and and I know it kind of it kind of goes away from the um, from the I don't I guess the superhero type um, figures. But back to the 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 Facebook thing. Um, you know, one of the reasons that people are so upset is because the uh, the way that news, um, of course, the political the political campaign, um, the way it was distributed, um, how there was uh, data gathering in, in these bad articles, and what's fucked up is is it's 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 just been it seems to me like a few days, although it's probably been it's probably been a couple of weeks now um, since this uh, since this Facebook thing blew up, but. Just to show, my I have a cousin, and he sent me a he sent me a message, and the message reads that tomorrow at six p.m. Facebook will be closed, and everybody will have to pay by law, and it's got a picture of Zuckerberg. It's a, it actually it's got like like a video preview of, of Zuckerberg, and it says that it'll be. Um, It'll be collecting thirty-seven cents per message. So, what fucking control does this idiot have over his network when there are there are still this garbage being forwarded along? Yeah, but I hate your cousin now because of this. I don't even know him. Like people that do that shit piss me off. Like what you know? Like you have to you have to be a numbskull or so out of touch. I know we're friends here, but you want to, you're not gonna retweet this. Prove that we're friends by re- <laughs> exactly. It's like, 
It, it's like I. So I fear for humanity for no, the people that forward shit like that. So you know, and again, we we, we get the, the the the. I don't know if you yeah you guys both seen the Social Network, right? Yeah, and it totally doesn't paint Mark Zuckerberg as a white knight by any means. He's guy. He's it, it paints him horribly and almost in a sympathetic light towards the end. So. You know, again, Zuckerberg got Zuckerberg's got the 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 Quicksilver ATM problem, which is that you what know the, what's Quicksilver ATM? So Quicksilver is a character from the X Men, and his whole his whole his whole spiel is that everybody else got super awesome powers, like they can bend things. Quicksilver is just fast. And fast is like an abstract concept. Like, you know, he can run, he can do all that stuff, but he's just, he exists faster than everyone else. And he's just this complete and total asshole in the comics. But part of the spiel is like, you know, like there, there, there was, there was a story many years back and he's like, he's sitting in some, he's sitting in some therapist. Cause like, basically they're, they're, they're having a discussion with him. Cause he's like, they're, he's on some government team and they got to do the psych evaluations and stuff like that. And she just makes a comment about how irritated he is. And the gist of it was, is that he compares it to being stuck behind an old lady in any, at the ATM and she can't figure out how to like get her card out and she can't figure out how to put it in right and she's taking forever to browse because she's considering her options on it because she went to the ATM without knowing what she wanted to do. And it's just that he makes the comparison that effectively every second that he has to deal with other human beings, he is already, he is already done, he is past that, and he's just not interested in dealing with just the moment. The moment has passed, and you know Zuckerberg kind of hit again. Never, never mind the just complete. Never mind the complete and total like inability to deal with people normally. That that comes with, but yes, is that you know, like there, there there is there is a certain extent because he actually he actually is a smart guy, and you know, again, it's this threshold of you know, you go back to the Tony Stark threshold is that like you know, never mind political ambitions, whatever, starting this business, you know, it's 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 kind of funny too because effectively the same they built an AI, they built multiple AIs, and it's effectively just to do social like psychological profiling. So they can push ads better, and they can just build ad profiles. And it's like you know, it's the, it's that whole like all of the best theoretical mathematicians and particle physicists and everything like that. They go end up working at Wall Street because that's where the money is. And anybody who's doing like real research, I mean, it's not that they're any less capable, but it's like there's no mo- there's no money there. You know, like it, we're we're at an age where we have more computing power and like sensor technology and everything else available than in any time in human history and we're still at rutherford like trying to find out how the atom works with like freaking string and sealing wax and shit because all the money is going into fake figuring out how to fake making more money by writing communication protocols that somehow skirt the fucking existential curve 
of an electron as it's going over a, 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 a comm switch. And it's like, how do I take that femtosecond off of the, this algorithm so that when I do my predictive trading analysis, that I, I, I can I, I get in there just before the other guy. So so maybe this is why Elon gets 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 the public approval because yeah he's wants to put people on Mars. They're gonna die. That's really crazy and sounds right. like a terrible idea. Um, Blood for yeah, the blood gods, skulls for the skull throne. He was sick of his car and he launched it in outer space. Um, I don't think anybody knows why. Um, seems kind of crazy and maybe maybe in some way kind of gives him like a shade of evil. I don't know. He's gone mad. <laughs> mad so, with power. So he's invented, he's invented a, <laughs> a consumable flamethrower that's not a flamethrower. The safest uh, flamethrower. <laughs> yeah, it's safe apparently. I don't know how that's possible. Um um, but you know, like you said, he's he's putting his time and he's putting his money towards research that we all believe at the end of the day will benefit. Um, we will benefit us. Um, whereas pushing advertisements to us for products from the Facebooks of the world, uh, I don't think we're as happy about. But who else? You know, so if this is the if this is the the, the Tony Stark threshold, right? And in, in, in you've identified one person. Who else fits that? Because I, I don't know too many people who have that type of money, have that type of resources. But then even you know, take it, take it to the next stage where they decide to use it for uh, innovation, for influence. Well, and, and uh, this this gets back into that whole like maybe that that idea. It's like the. It's one thing to build a business; it's another to do the transformative thing. Like, it, it's you know you, you you do Bill Gates, but you know Bill Gates is only Bill Gates still gets tagged along because he makes a he makes a point of being a public face. And then you have Paul Allen, and Paul Allen is basically just throwing, you know, Paul Paul Allen doesn't do work per se anymore he's just throwing money you know he, he's like the he's like the recluse dude in freaking contact who is paul allen paul allen is the other co-founder of microsoft so okay. it was basically he and bill gates were the primary programmers when they started and mm. they brought uh why is my brain who is Steve, they brought Steve Bomber, you know, like, or is it like, like it's, he, it's unimportant, yeah. the history of it, but he's the, well, no. he's the co-founder of Microsoft, so obviously he's got a, yes. a crap ton of money. Yep, and he, like, had a, he had a, you know, again, they cashed out when he cashed out late in, but he also had, like, the come to Jesus moment, because he, like, had a, he almost died from cancer when they were, like, were coming up, and there's, like, there's anecdotal stories of him, him and Steve, or, you know, Bill and Steve basically arguing while the guy's, like, freaking sweating out, writing patch code for an OS, like, how they were going to split his shares up if he passed, like, he passed away while he's, sit, while he's sitting there listening to them. You know, and it's a realistic concern, like, you got to keep the business going, but it, it, it was just, you know, again, it's that, that, that maybe, maybe there's, this gets into that whole, like, threat, like, that maybe that, that, that Venn diagram of how things overlap, because you have to... You have to have a certain mindset to be successful, a successful business owner, long term, right? I mean, like you know, never mind, never mind the the, the whole daily management thing. You gotta you gotta you gotta have a you have, you have to have a certain 
maybe you know some people might say it's ruthlessness but it's also just you gotta you know you have to make you, tough decisions well you know the, 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 yeah yeah, yeah feel feeling feelings feelings don't don't uh fill out the financials as, as it were um you know and it's you know there are other types of compensation that you deal with you know like or you know like pay you know like you have there's different currency you have social currency you have reputation you blah 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 but yeah it, it's that it's that like okay so is it just how you accumulate that currency is it how you spend it is it just like you know I, is, I, is, I, is, 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 is 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 it really just like something like because you know like bill gates kind of stopped being silly because you know like if you ever see the movie pirates of silicon valley and i I, you know whether whether that's entirely true or not there was something where like he just you know this was before the cancer thing but like he had uh they him and the intern bill just got bored one night because like you know there was always there was always the statement that bill gates always wanted to be steve jobs you know the cool guy and I still think that, like, the, the, the again, like, you not not necessarily a Tony Stark thing, but, like, he had moments of flashes of being a person who could have made that jump. And one of them was he did, they did, Paul Anna had done something, and they ended up stealing his car and driving it out to a quarry. And he decided that he wanted to learn how to drive a bulldozer. So him and the intern are out in the quarry, out in the quarry with the bulldozers, and they're using Paul Allen's car that he had just, is, like, dancing and whatever is the 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 target for learning how to steer this bulldozer and it's it, maybe it's that maybe i don't know but it's tony stark maybe it's the steve mcqueen thing like you know like who? steve you know who steve mcqueen is right i know who lightning mcqueen is oh my goodness <laughs> lightning mcqueen i think like what we're talking about here is definitely <laughs> has to do with public perception like i don't think it has Anything I think it has very little to do with how you make your money, unless how you make your money is so horribly bad that you know that people kind of try to shy away from you. Like the uh, uh, ex vice president owns uh, Blackwater. Um, well, not ex vice. No, no, it's, or it's uh, not vice president. Um, you know what I'm talking about? Cheney. Cheney, right? Oh. Like Dick Cheney <laughs> had never earned money in a. A respectable way, as far as I know, as far as what, I, and that's whatever I gather from the media. It's kind of, it is pretty much. I feel all about your public persona and your perception. You know, you know, I, 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 I use this Tony Stark method, but maybe, maybe the Tony Stark threshold, but maybe it's the Steve McQueen thing. So Steve McQueen was a movie star, bullet. Bunch, bunch, bunch of very bunch of film buddies with Bruce Lee. I think. But you know, back in the back in the late sixties, early seventies, he was kind of the archetype of the cool, the the cool, the cool loner guy. You know, like uh, Paul. New- you know, Paul, Paul Newman kind of moved into that too. But Steve McQueen is a person who. Was the personification of of, 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 of of the cool rugged individualist or whatever, but everybody who knew him in like in a personal setting or like in a direct setting, fucking ruined their life. You know, maybe you know it's 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 that like 
is it like a is it is, is is there like an actual like is there like a mathematical equation that this can kind of work down to? It's like number of people, number of sh- number of shitstorms stirred, plus you know time times benefit over potential for actually stirring up more shit. No, to the, the root root of root of thing. No, because plus fucking Bill Cosby was fucking one of the greatest comedians on the planet until the media decided to. Air all of his grievances and air all of his dirty laundry well, and became that, a horrible that, rapist that, piece of shit. That 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 <laughs> that and all the that and all the unconscious unconscious women he liked to stick is, is, is well. I mean, he was doing that all oh, the eighties, nineties, whatever. Like my point is, I I I don't think there's. I think you can probably do a lot of bad shit and get away with it so long as you you've stayed clean in uh, the media. I don't know. Like I don't know if there's a. I don't think there's anything that well, Elon Musk can do so, so, with his money, so long as he doesn't sexually harass some somebody, like or, well, or something that the you know the society right now would deem unforgivable or something like that. I think it, I think what what's, what happens is the ideas sound so far fetched, right? The idea that I mean, I don't, when was SpaceX formed? Um, early, how long the, ago? The, approximately the early two thousands. Early two thousands. So in the course of um, let's say 17 years. I could be off there, but let's say you know 15, 17 years. Um, he he made a, he made a goal to to rival the NASA space program, something that seemed far fetched and crazy at the at the time. And you fast forward to 2018, and and it's happening, right? He, so he makes a bold statement at, at one point saying. Well, you know what? We're going to colonize another planet, right? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> there, there was a point in time where it was a race just to get to our moon. And now we have not a government, not somebody, not not, not like representing like, like a, you know, like, like an entire first world nation, but no, a guy that owns a company saying, well, you know what? Um... I'll colonize another planet. Well, I mean, that's like the pioneering spirit, man. Like that's like that's the that's literally like the American dream. Like government is inefficient and corrupt, and like it's not. It's not. I don't. I mean, well, government can be an okay thing, but I don't think ultimately it's a good thing. It's not something that that pushes progress forward, is it? I think it's individuals that do that. I mean, you know, and, and again, like you, you, it's funny that you use the American dream because. He's South African immigrant, so there's something. There's something amazingly incredible. You know, like there's something. There's something just. But could he have done it in South South Africa? Well, no, but they, exactly. but 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 and I, oh yeah, is it, it, someone's already giggling? So I don't know if he's, I don't know if he's hearing the joke. So maybe I'll skip it. But but it's just it, it's it's interesting because it's. If you do the comparisons, and not that this is not that this is this is a fair thing, but it's almost like down to everything, they're both public, you know, like they're both they're both tied up in the fact of being like celebrities for the sake of you know like celebrities for the way that they conduct themselves. Are you talking about Elon Musk and Bill Cosby? I'm talking. I'm talking <laughs> I'm talking. I'm talking. Actually, as weird as this sounds, I, where I'm kind of going is I'm, I'm talking about uh, D- Donnie Two Scoops. Oh, Trump. And yes, Elon. Okay. 
because again, it's 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 almost like it's almost like they're they're like counter Earth versions of each other. I've never heard Donnie Two Scoops before. Donald Donald, Donald Trump the second. Oh, Donnie Two Scoops. Donnie has to have two scoops of ice cream. <laughs> but it it's it, you know, and again, it's because it's because it's it's you know, like it, and again, people just it, it's you talk about that public perception thing and relatability, yeah. Because it, it's it, it's it's amazing how things are cast. You know, like how much how much of that too is like this this narr- you know, like how much of this is their work, how much of this is narrative. Yeah. You know, because it's you 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 look at how you you look at how things are framed. Like the the, the 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 introspective pieces on, on on Elon and his family and stuff like that, and you look at the shit that like that came out during the eighties when Donald Donald was supposedly the golden you know like the golden sure, boy. No, you know, like, it's definitely and, a it, time and it's like you know not that long but, ago. But, you know, and it, he and has it, own it, TV show on network cable for like well, not, even, not that no, long ago. No, and no, I'm not even saying the, the 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 late Donald. I mean, like when you know, like the the Atlantic City. I've, right, I've, but because. It's that same, you know, kind of serial, a serial series of failed long-term relationships. You know, like they don't. I, I, I'm not sure if he has. I think he has kids with his first wife. He married his first wife twice. Well, I don't. I mean, no, but but no, not not Donald. The the, but but even that, you know, and it's kind of funny because like it's this transformation. It's like when. So are you when so is, are, is there do, a counter essentially like? Well, it's also like well, one, some, at one point Elon Musk some, will fall from grace. Well, yes, it's because it's the Tony Stark effect, where it's basically like you know you you have you, you've become you've become a celebrity for your success or something. Like, nothing else, you know. It's, 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 it's like it's, those it's, fucking it's, losers on like the real world and like all that shit. Oh, that's that's not fair. I mean, that's literally the only. But you reason live. You you either you either you either, you either die a hero or you mm-hmm. live long enough to become the villain. I don't know, man. Bill Gates is doing pretty good. Well, until you find out that like he, he invented, like he he like he invested kinda, in some company that actually accidentally invented super AIDS, but well, Gates kind of started off as a villain, and now he's more of a hero, right? Well, no, it's it's more his his wife his his wife poked him in the ribs until he's like, okay, I, I guess I guess we're doing this now. I, I definitely I agree. Like the more success money and power that you have the more likely you are to maybe stray down like the wrong path but i don't know man some some people just remain and yes few and far between but they just remain do you clean become do you, do you do you become do you become the monster because you have the power or were you always were you always the monster i think like, now that you now you can express I it i think we're in a different way. era where public uh where public opinion and how the public views you is so much more important than it was when Trump was in the eighties. Like, because then it was just about the money, right? But now, I mean, anyone can dish any dirt on you. Actually, no. And this is this is that's a very that's a very interesting way you phrase that because yes, that was actually just the act of creating money. That was that that was that was the te- you know like after 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 the the whole seventies stagflation thing. That was the equivalent of the tech boom. Now you know, like you, you, I mean, like you know, we we throw money at stupid. They, they, you know, money gets thrown at stupid ideas. But yeah, that was that was just it. Like being being that guy is 
almost exactly the same thing as being tech tech venture billionaire now. Right, but I just think that like there's so much more awareness on your public figure and your brand and how we have like information at our fingertips that instantly like if something goes down everyone knows about it and everyone's waiting to blow it up it's like the media is like vultures at this point you mean you mean you mean that real-time ai informatic system that can shape public opinion at the drop of a fucking hat right no exactly (laughs) but i think people are more aware of that now i think you know maybe that'll prevent more well, people from falling from grace, but I don't know. You know well, what I mean? yeah, um, un, until until the until the the fourth secret, the fourth not talked about project comes into bloom with uh, his uh, the the uh, the neural lace man machine interface, so that uh, he can you can surreptitiously have negative thoughts and memories erased on demand. You didn't pay your fo- you didn't you didn't pay for you for YouTube Blue this month. You have to forget that. <laughs> All right, so we're getting close to an hour here. We um, are. We promised four topics. The fourth one is um, is a bit of Russian roulette. We pick a topic that we were not prepared for. That's correct. So, like the number clam dick three. What is what did you number, say? Clam, clam dick. What's clam dick? Clam dick. What is that? So there was a thing where they were the their. I'm uh, the the. Uh, that paper I was talking about earlier, where they determined that a bunch of like crustaceans. crustaceans had gone extinct effectively because they had gone down the path of evolving to have the biggest junk as possible. And it, and oh, oh, okay. Climb so how that ties in is clam dick. Feel like a shepherd hurting. Hurting clam dick. Hurting Gunner back to the back to the podcast. <laughs> Um. So, like the third an hour ago, the third most uh, tweeted, or the third third fastest tw- trending thing on Twitter was uh, World War Three, which uh, probably ties in with Syria and America's stance. And actually, Gunner is probably the most read up on the latest of what's happening. Gunner, if you could give a quick oh, synopsis, you know, there's some ser- shit going down in Syria. There are uh, chemical bombings being done by a guy. No, so what? Well, again, it's this whole. Oh, just quick, man! Just like the just the nitty gritty, brother. The nitty gritty. Well, you know, the the gist is is that Assad and the current ruling military uh, have run out of. All the super happy fun time, normal weaponry that would be usually used in a in a, a pacification situation, and really what's left, you know, like you know, to a certain like you know, as as, as effed up as it sounds, is that they've run out. They ran out of bombs. They were throwing like a couple, like at this point a year and a half ago, they were actually throwing like anti ship mines out of helicopters because they didn't have like normal munitions to chuck anymore. Because, you know, Syria has been basically embroiled in one long-term conflict with a border, you know, a border state for however many years. And, yeah, they're da- they're down to a point where they're fighting, you know, they're, they're fighting a, both a revolutionary uh, group 
so, you know, they, you know, people trying to overthrow that government, but they also like they've aligned themselves with, uh, you know, like that 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 revolutionary group is also has big ties with ISIL and ISIS, and you know, it's just it, it, it's kind of it's the it's the Middle East version of what went down in like the the and Assad Balkans. has ties with Russia. Is that correct? Well, Assad has ties with Russia due to Russia's desire to use a port that's located on on the on, on their shore sure uh you know and again like there's, there's strategic implications um you know russia russia has always had russia has to have a blue water navy but they're also very restricted on where they can operate it from because most of their you know most of russia is not in a climate that's in right. yes it's why it's the whole crimea thing but yeah the the they Russia, Russia's not so much invested in Assad's regime as that they just want to keep. Yeah, they want. Well, they want. They want to keep. Currently in power, and revolutionaries maybe won't won't side. Yes, with they, them they, they, they they want, they 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 want they want to keep their parking spot as sure. it were. Um, and they're providing some of the chemical weaponry. Well, you know, everybody's huffing a puff. Re- really, what it amounts to is that like this this is stockpile left for over from the the the, the early nineties. During that all when they were when they were engaging in the acquiring of WMDs to keep Iraq and everybody you know Iraq and Iran from rolling over on them. Right, but Russia's not like saying like, "Oh, you shouldn't do that." They're kind of just looking the other way, and that's the major issue globally, correct? You you know, Russia Russia's Russia's really positioned as as long as they're not doing it to Russian citizen, you know, like Russian service. They're looking the other way. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's no, no, no. They acknowledge that they did it. They just don't care. Right. They, they you know, that's that's you know, it's 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 a geopolitical thing. It, it, it's, you know, Syria, Syria is effectively the the nexus. You know, it's it's becoming the Middle East version of the Balkans during the late '90s, where you have all these like counter. You have all of these parties, effectively dragging their swizzle sticks, as it were, through the middle of someone else's internal conflict. And you, you know, Russia and Iran are not friends, which is kind of weird how they're getting tagged together. But you know, Iran is only aligned with Russia as much as that. Like they're both, you know, they're both powers that are experiencing outside existential threat pressures from Western countries. Um. I mean you know, that that and you know they're they're kind of they're they're regimes that are empowered by their conflict with the West. You know it's it's the but it, yeah so but the, the gist is is that Assad, Assad and his crew have basically run out of all of the the. It's it's, it's like in a first person shooter when you're stuck with the when you're stuck with a revolver. Is the la- you know like you you've used ever you've used, you've used all the good stuff now it's just the weird one now it's just the weird weapons or the ineffective ones and yeah the only thing that they have for large area pacification is all that like m- like mustard sock you know and even then it's we're not you know after after what happened with the Iraq war it's not like we're the most reliable as far as uh, what our intelligence you know like. You can't you can't trust you can't trust our intelligence to be not without complete and total 
desired outcomes versus accurate reporting. So, um, I, I don't know that much about the political side, but when people are discussing the World War Three, is it in speculation of Russia's involvement? Is that well, really pretty much what I think Trump just trending? Trump just signed an order that he is going to join with uh, England and Russia to bomb. England and um, France. England and France. Oops, England and Russia, sorry. He's going to join... America's going to join England and France in bombing these sites where they know the gas is. And these sites, there are Russian military personnel at, at these oh, sites. gotcha, gotcha. Okay. So we start... So is, the first is, bomb that drops, we kill a Russian uh, soldier. Uh, I guess right. we're going to know what the hell's going to well, happen. Again, that, that, it's, it's why I make that comparison back to the Balkans, because this is this is... This is exactly, you know, the what what ended up being Yugoslavia, but this is exactly the scenario that kicked off World War One, and it wasn't the assassination of Archduke Ferdinand; it was the moving of all of these military. You know, basically there there there's these alliances that they had signed, and some of it was geopolitical posturing and stuff like that, but also it was just the fact that you know like. You attack one of us, you attack all of us, and even you know the the, the thing was is the, the they went they went to war effectively because they had to to make sure they they had to because the agreements that they had made with each other would you know like it's I I, I don't know if you want to call it the honor system or something like that but basically it's either it's always either it always holds. Or none of you know, like either everything we say is true or nothing we say is true. And if they say that if you attack, you you're attacked, or you're going you're going to a conflict, we'll be behind you. You know, it's 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 actually basically the premise of NATO. You know, it's like you attack one part, you attack one of us, you attack all of us, and we will all retaliate in kind. But it's the it's like this 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 fucked up internecine web of alliances and you know like uh, accumulated uh, political debt that's just kind of coming to a head and you have this perfect storm in our country of a, a group of people who want to break the whole thing down so they can make something new and if there's a, you know if he bust a, if he bust a couple dozen eggs making that omelet so be it. Um, you have people who were not really prepared to deal with the, the situ- you know, like the situation as it was, because you know, never, never mind the accusations of Putin being a crime lord and everything like that. Russia, Russia's got serious problems. Like they're gonna have a demographic collapse in the next ten. Like there, there are there are not enough new Russians coming into birth in Russia. To keep the Chinese from overrunning that country in ten years, like because they're just gonna be like, that's nice stuff. I think I'll have it, and there's just not going to be enough people there to even operate the crappy, you know, like the crappy failing equipment that they have now to keep them out. Like China's just gonna take Siberia. China's gonna take Siberia. You know, that's part of why they're like scrambling. I'm mean, like, you know, part of it is like you, you're getting as much money out of that place as you can, but part of it too is just like they got to get the currency in to 
at least get the army back up to the point where it's like even if it's small they got enough of a strategic footprint to say stay that stay the fuck off my lawn and they're not there and they're not getting there and that's part of why the stress is going up and you know like china 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 feels like it's their time you know, like they've been building. You know, like they've been they've been building up for the we're last way too far down the rabbit hole here. This oh, is, why? Because we're because we're, we're like we're getting like a history lesson, and it's kind of. Well, you're talking about World War Three, you know, but no, but no, because that's that's effectively the the, the all of all, all of the world wars started like five years before they were effectively sure. declared. So here's my question: <laughs> World War Three starts, okay? You get to pick three allies, maybe two. Two. Let's do two allies. It can't be China. It can't be Russia. Who are your allies and why? See, the problem is we already pissed them all off because I would have been. I would have been. Camping. Who are your allies and why? <laughs> Canada. Because their armed services are all absolutely bug fucking insane, and uh, hmm, I have to say Japan, but so Canada and Japan. Yeah. Why Japan? Well. Again, because really, that's we gotta have the we, you know again. No, nope, just why American, American, American exceptionalism. <laughs> just why <laughs> American exceptionalism and with a side. Um, I, I think the Japanese want it. You know, they want they want the ball. They want you know they've been waiting for a chance to get the ball back, and so. I, I, I like to take things theoretical, especially when I don't know that much about them, which is really where I stand on this topic. So when it came to... Uh, oh, no, you don't escape the question. Oh, I don't have an answer. Um, <laughs> when, it came, when it came to... I really don't have an answer for that question because I don't know. Um, when it came to World War II, it ended... Um, it was ended, we could almost say, by something that didn't exist before, right? Yeah, we dropped we dropped the atomic bomb and that's that pretty much was like so the oh shit moment. So World War Three happens and of course it's going to pan out differently than World War Two. Technology has changed. Um but what would be the thing that nobody expects? What would be the what would be the World War Three version? Robots of the atomic bomb. I think I think I think I think it I think I think you're going to actually see completely autonomous weapons rolled out for the first for the first time. I think that, that that's the trigger point because it's every world war is effectively defined by it is or every major world kind of impact is that it is a war fought with tactics from the last one and technology from the next one. And I think that it, when WW three goes down, you're gonna there'll be there'll be one of two things, which is either like freaking full on power armor infantry, or they're gonna go they're gonna go completely they're gonna go completely like Terminator style HK, 
you know, where you are you are just sending masses of self-deterministic autonomous weapons platforms. I mean, because we got we got nano, right? We could we could attack somebody on a nano scale. I don't know if we. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have, I, mean, I don't like, know if the technology is there for that. Do you think that it is? I, um, Maybe in a lab somewhere. I don't know. We got we got we got viruses. Well, nano is, is essentially would be viruses, be worse than it could, a virus. It could be, yeah. If it went haywire or something, I mean, that could be it. But we also we also have like like micro robotics as well. Right? Well, that's so what nano say, is, right? Am I wrong on this? Well, nano can be smaller than than a than, than a well, micro. I guess, yeah. It would, Cause, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like when I say when I say micro robotics, I'm just talking about like a bee. Whereas when oh, I say okay. nano, it would be like in your bloodstream. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like mi- mi- micro is effectively the hunter killer bullets from Runaway. You know, like where oh, you, dude, I remember that movie. Yeah, so obscure. But you know, <laughs> you, but you're at that yeah, point instead of dropping an atomic well, here's, bomb, here's what drop, I think. A, you could drop a nest of of robot bees. Right? I, I mean, personally you're, you're, think, yeah, like maybe not even that though. The second that they get on the front lines, because like we already do like drone attacks and shit like that, we already use robots to kill people from well, like long hey. range. But the second like footage comes of this machine that was only built to maim and kill people, well, it's called that's that's called the U.S. Army. But no, I mean, like, all right, jokes aside, that I think people would pretty pretty. It would fuck me up. Like I would be like the Marine Corps. It would be. It would be fucking weird, man. Like it would be weird. Well, you know, and again, I, why I say the why I say the robot thing because there's there's there, there's a twofer, which is that which is that um, the United States is one of the only three countries that wouldn't sign on to the world landmine ba- landmine ban. You know, and it, it, it's funny because actually that was that was you know again problems anecdotes aside because. Uh, that was one of the biggest problems when we went into Bosnia Herzegovina and Serbia, was that Yugoslavia made two. Yugoslavia, besides the Yugo, was famous for two things, which was advanced airborne warning electronics, which is how they tracked the stealth, you know, the stealth bomber and all that stuff, and landmines, and like just 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 what they could do as far as engineering dumb landmines was ridiculous. Because like they had they they had anti person you know like they, but anyways so the United States is one of its one of its things has this has a a, a class of landmine that are effectively autonomous robots so you just dump them out of the bottom of a plane they will optimize themselves so they place themselves in the maximum kill area they can they can they can actually detect and build target profiles based on what's going around them. So if it's a if it's they can they can identify if it's a unit moving through in a march, they can do they can do traps without any human direction. So if they see a scout if they like they do seismic sensors if they see a scout walking through, they figure that they're you know like they can analyze that traffic, determine that there's actually going to be a group coming right. through in another thing. But that's one specific right landmine is one. Well no but I, but yes because they, they get you, up but, and start but you've already you've already you've already yeah, yes they'll basically they're they're like they're, it's like a little piston so it just pops the thing out. And they will rearrange themselves under cover of whatever, so that they're in the optimum spread pattern to kill oh. as many guys as possible. See, like this isn't freaky it. though. Like that's not freaky. Like if I see something pop yeah. up, what's freaky is if that fucking thing grows legs yeah, and yeah. literally walks. No, no, but that, that, no, but that, we're, we're, these can move under their own power. 
right. like five miles. Well, you're like I guess like what like I'm trying to say is the what's the perception of it? Well, no, so here, but here's 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 the thing. No, <laughs> no, here's the thing. You, you, the, what, what's the thing is that so we're already there. I mean, like yeah. you you don't you you're like um. There was there we we had the we got the demilled version of this product for a project that they were for one of the subsidies was working on because Lockheed Martin makes a man portable drone that its entire purpose is some spec ops spec ops guys you know like a team's deployed they wing this thing into the air it can find a target of interest you basically tag him. It will follow him. It will orbit around a building, you know, without any human direction. It will wait for the guy to come back out. It will do its thing, and once it's decided, once you've de- once you've decided that you need to eliminate that target, it will do. It will basically do its plotting to do a suicide attack on that dude, and like it's at the point where it can actually like steer the expl- like it has it, it can steer the explosive charge to negotiate objects of sure. its own volition. So, I don't know if you guys, and I'm going a little more into sci-fi here, but that's fun. It's what I like. Um, there's an episode of, uh, of Black Mirror where there's a... It's really like a little dog. And he's doing exactly as you're describing, Wade. <clears throat> now, of course, it's sci-fi. It's not real yet, but... Um, I it, it's not any more real than World War Three. No, right I mean, now, you've right? s- have you seen those videos on YouTube? Speaking of like Black Mirror and a little dog, like like at MIT with these oh the, the these quad pedal the, the, the like little dog you know, over the door. like yeah. I mean, no, wait, wait. I'm I'm telling you that's going because up until now, at least you've had to have humans involved. In, you you you've had to have this goes back to that whole violent video game thing. You you had to train people to overcome this proclivity. So there's been a certain buffer, like, you know, like, you, you can talk about how savage war is and everything like that, but up until this point, there's been a there's been a threshold of that. We've never, there's a certain hard limit to how fucking oppressive a large group of people can be. And if you basically remove that entire chain of command, and it's just... I'm going to send all of these, you know, these machines that are designed deliberately to, you know, it's screamers, you know, it's like you, you, if you can hold territory without actually like allocating people to it, that breaks basically one of the fundamental principles of, of, of organized warfare, at least for the last 2000 years. And some of the concepts, um, sorry, I'm going back to Black Mirror. Some of the concepts that 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 they introduce in there um, are pretty cool. One of them is the um, like the beaconing, and when the uh, when these little dogs think that they're about ready to be defeated, they shoot out these darts. They they well, I mean, darts probably a bad uh, probably a bad explanation for it, but they're little things that get embedded in your skin, and they're little tracking devices, so that even though the dog's dead. The next one. No, you are. Can track you, yeah. Um, um, the idea that it can actually do like sonar location. So if you blind the cameras on the dog, 
it can still figure out pretty much where you are based on like echolocation like a bat uses. So yeah, I, 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 I like the direction Wade's going down, although it's less factual. <laughs> um, oh, it, the, this this concept of this terror—I mean, I don't—I don't want it, the terrifying dog to kill everybody, but this concept of this terrifying unknown that could that could win a war—I um, think like that—that's what starts spinning in my head. Well, it's like I think war. that is the oh shit moment when like it's taken out of your hands. Like I think that's what the atomic bomb was, and we've become desensitized you, to that. You, so when, it's like when you drop when you start dropping HKs or 100 you know 100 killers right it's not in like, like I think civilian we, population centers and stuff like that when we dropped that bomb it was like I think everyone was like oh shit like n- we've never seen anything like it it's and it's not like nobody nobody really I don't think anybody felt great about it in retrospect I think you know it was probably pretty freaky I can't I can't imagine I don't know anybody that was alive during it really that I could talk to but I can imagine it was they were happy it was over but Jesus, man! Like, could you think? Could you think about that? I think, like, if I saw on television, and I don't care who it was, I don't, I don't care if it was, I, I pick a country, just robots dropped in and start massacring people. I'd be like, oh shit, we've gone too far here. Like, we, like, this is really bad. You know, but it, it, it's. It's the you know again even back to this so it's the inevitable conclusion which is that you know we we've, we've, we we keep pushing the intelligence down to the device and more and more the device is just to assist the human assist a person making a decision about what it's going to do and you know we, we've already we've already got to the point where we're not we don't even have the pilot sitting in the cockpit anymore and. It's not that much of a it's not that much of a jump from going to that to the StarCraft style you know, the StarCraft style control interface. Sure. And uh, I mean like, you know, Google or was it Open Brain or something like or Open Brain, they already have written AIs that basically handle dealing with those kinds of decisions like it's an open it's an open and responsive interface they can run the simulate you know like again sure. it, it, it's the you know yeah, you know the, the, you know the, 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 the APIs outcomes of a hurricane you can figure out the eight possible outcomes of a war you know it's it's the 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 hardware is just about there it's just about good enough and they've already written the APIs effectively to handle the control, the command and control infrastructure to do this. And you're not that you're not that far off from Amy from Red Planet, you know, like the freaking robot dog. The that you know, it's. I mean, like you know, Big Dog that 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 whole platform. I mean, like it was a cargo thing, but it was also just it was legged robots are creepy. Because they hit that unc- they, they, they hit that uncanny valley thing like a mofo, and they are creepy. You pick, know, pick Japan. They're good with robots. Okay, so I decided I, I picked my countries. What's your country? Puerto Rico and Mexico. Well, <laughs> I had to throw it. I had to throw some humor into it. Uh, so what, where were you going with that? You don't miss them now. You're not going to miss them later. What's what's it's, 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 uh, uh, speaking of now and later, it is now later. So, 
Oh, that is going to wrap it up, I think, for us. Um, those are our four topics. Uh, we will be doing this podcast every week. Uh, thank you for joining and tuning in. And uh, this is our first one, so uh, a preemptive. I'm sorry if it sucked. Uh, we'll see you later, guys. <laughs>